This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Alright, can we open our Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 1? We're going to read three portions of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 29. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. He's saying that again, have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed. Chapter 2, same Genesis, chapter 2, verse 15. To 17. The Bible says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now chapter 3 of the same book of Genesis. The Bible says from verse 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Was that what God said? Friends, was that what God said? Okay. Verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Was that what God said? Okay, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. This guy was beside her all the while. Verse 7, And the eyes of both of them were opened. It was when the man ate it, the eyes of both of them were opened. The woman ate it, nothing happened. The man ate it, the eyes of both of them were opened, because it was the man that God spoke to. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Verse 11. And God said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? 
this morning, I want to share with us very briefly on what I've titled, Walking in the Blessing. You know, before Pastor traveled, he's been sharing with us about blessings and causes, right? So I want to just share some thoughts from the things he said, he said and um, as the Holy Spirit has inspired us to share with us. Hallelujah. But I want you to say out very loudly, it is not luck. I am blessed. Say it again. It is not luck. I am blessed. You may comfortably take your seats this morning. Now it's interesting that Adam was asked by God, Where art thou? And Adam said, I heard thy voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And the next question God was going to ask Adam was, who told you? Because where you are in life at every point in time is a function of what you've been hearing. So it says, who told you? It's very important for us to understand that life is spiritual. If there is one truth that you must allow to sink in your consciousness, is the fact that life is spiritual. Life is not biological. Life is not sociological. It's not a function of how many people you know. You can know people and no one decides to help you. It's not biological. You might grow older and you're still living in poverty and penury. Life is not intellectual or philosophical. You can have all the master's degree that you are reading above 360 degrees and you still be poor and not do well in life. Life is spiritual. People who are successful and great, they understand this. Life is spiritual. And you see, you must understand that the realm of the spirit controls the activities in the realm of the physical. Genesis 1.1 says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The unseen, then the seen. Why the unseen first? Because the unseen shapes what happens in the physical. Shapes what happens in the seen realm. Life is spiritual. Never forget it. And you see, in the realm of the spirit, there are certain forces that actually determine how the course of a person's life goes. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, Moses began to speak and he says, I call heaven and earth this day against you. He says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Meaning the choice of the spiritual affinity that you have is going to determine the realities of your life. He speaks about blessing and cursing. And pastor has been talking to us about these two very interesting forces that shape the happenings on the face of the earth. Pastor defined a blessing as that empowerment or enablement that allows a person to prosper and succeed. Meaning when a person has the blessing upon their lives, they will discover the things they do happen to get results. The outcomes will become great. Success, prosperity, that's what would happen. 
So the force of the blessing is extremely powerful. And it's something that should be existing and working in the life of every believer. If the blessing is an empowerment to succeed, then of course a course is an empowerment to fail. Have you ever wondered why some people, despite all the you know, goodwill people might show to them, it would end there. Nobody would help them. I mean, things would be going very hard for them. Okay, then when they said go to school, they went to school, they've gotten a degree, and then it's time to look for a job, and 10 years, 15 years, they are looking for a job. And the story is always the same. They get in front of the interviewer, and the interviewer just looks at them and says, I don't know, I don't like you. (laughs) And while some other people get in front of the interviewer, and the interviewer says, you know what, I don't know, I just like you, I just feel we should hire you. Now, you, you heard the testimony this morning. Very powerful testimony. The lady said she submitted her CV. Her boss saw the CV and said, I don't know. I just feel like helping the person who owns the CV. You think that is natural? <laughs> you are joking if you think so. Life is spiritual. And the blessing empowers a person to prosper and succeed. When the blessing is operating in a life, that individual experiences results that are beyond their efforts. People expend effort, energy, and see no tangible results. Why? They are operating via the effect of causes. But when you are operating under the effect of the blessing, Everything you do prospers. Now, if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 that we read, the Bible says that, you know, the idea of creating man came to the heart of God. And God made man and created man. Then the next thing God said was that, I want man to have dominion. Dominion. Man to have influence. Regardless of where man chooses to operate, I want that man to have influence. That is how God has created human beings. God wants you to have influence. Hence, in Revelation 5.10, he says that he's made us kings and priests. Why? To reign on earth. That's very similar to dominion. Meaning that whatever sphere of influence where you operate, he wants you to have dominion. If it's in the music industry, he wants your music to be the one selling. If it's in the medical industry, he wants you to be the doctor that is reigning. If it's in education, he wants you to be the one that everyone will be referring to. He wants man to have dominion. That is God's desire. That is God's wish for man. But God understood that without the operation of a particular spiritual force, that desire will never come to pass. So what was the next thing? The Bible says he made man and what was the first thing he did? He blessed man. And he said, be fruitful. Because God understood that without the blessing, man can never be fruitful, can never multiply, can never replenish the earth, and can never subdue. So he blessed man. And after blessing man, the other thing he did was to give man seed. The first physical thing he gave man. He gave man the blessing before he gave him a natural thing. Because it is the blessing that makes everything natural in the life of a person experience results 
So he did that and understanding that you can never be fruitful without the blessing. Now in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible says that blessed be God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us. Somebody say hath blessed us. With all spiritual what? Where? In heavenly places where? In Christ. Meaning when you come into Christ, you've come into the blessing. That is what is supposed to be operating in your life. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 66 verse 12, he says he's brought us into a wealthy place. You see, when you come into Christ, you've come into the blessing. You become a blessed being. Somebody say, I am blessed. You see, the things that begin to happen to you are not a product of luck, but a product of the blessing. There is a divine influence at work in your life. And you must be conscious about it. Now in Galatians chapter 3, he explains something very interesting to us. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Galatians 3 13. He says, Christ had redeemed us, telling us how we've come into this blessing. Now I want two brothers with a face mask from the choir. Can you come? He says, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that I get on the tree. Now, can you come up? Now, you see, we must understand what redemption is in the New Testament. Now, you see, there are two scenarios. Please move this way, sir. Now, you must understand this. Move as far. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> now, you must understand this. When people read about the word redemption, what people think about is that this person is in, not you, you know, is <laughs> in a slave market, right? And then I come with something, maybe a prize, money, and I pay the people who own him in the slave market and I say, come, you are now free, you are now my slave, and you walk away. People think that this is what Christ did for us. This was not what he did. <laughs> what he did was higher than this. Come, sir. Stand, stand this way. Please, sir, can you move? What Christ did was this. We're in the slave market, and Jesus came and had a ransom. And he came and looked at us and said, you know what? Ah, you are so valuable. You know what? Rather than paying for a ransom and taking you away, still as a slave, I will take your place so you can go. Now, you now live the rich man's life. The person who has the money, not the one lacking. Now, <laughs> he's taking your place and then because he's taking your place, the slave owner treats him the same way he would treat that slave. Right? Because to the slave owner, this is a slave. Do you understand? It's substitution. So you walk away free, and then this person is a slave. You've taken your place. Now, Jesus now said, you know what? Slave owner, to pay the price finally, I am going to die for this person. So that he would never, ever, 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 ever be able to come back into slavery here again. So Jesus hung on the cross and died. 
And when he died, he resurrected. Now he resurrected not to be a slave. Of course, he resurrected to ensure that he would tell you, you I've done this for you. You can never go back there. So the slave owner lost totally. You've walked away free as a rich man. No, 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 nothing can be held against you. Sickness, poverty, death, you are free. Do you understand? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That was what Jesus did. So he says, Christ hath redeemed us. Do you not understand? From the cause of the law. What's the cause of the law? Sin, sickness, and death. He says, being made a cause for us. That it is written, cause is everyone that hanging on a tree. Verse 13, 14 rather. Now, why did he do this? Verse 14, can you see it? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. So you become a blessed being through Jesus Christ. Do you understand it? So he says that we might receive the promise of the spiritual faith. The question is, do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Then you are blessed. You are blessed. You cannot be cursed. Hallelujah. That is what Jesus did for us. That was what Jesus did. So you walk away a new man. A new man. A new man as though you were never in prison. You were never enslaved before. And you see, when the blessing comes upon you, (laughs) uh, when the blessing comes upon you, you become a carrier of the blessing. A carrier of the blessing. Meaning everywhere you go, you are carrying the blessing. You see, it's like a force field. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, in physics, they usually talk about, you know, frequency jamming. Now, I remember some, some months back, I was privileged to facilitate the induction ceremony of the ambassadors, the Nigerian ambassadors to the different countries of the world with some of my colleagues. And, you know, when we got to the venue, because the venue was a very secured location, right? When we got to the venue, we discovered that all our networks were not working. You could not call out in this same Nigeria. You could not call out. You could not receive any call. And then they told us, yes, we, we complained. They said, no, we've jammed your network. All of those, no matter what, all of them, you cannot call. Neither can you receive calls. says, if you want us to enable your own line, tell us, give us your number, we would enable your line. They jammed the frequency. Hallelujah. You see, when you become born again, and you understand that you are blessed. You, you see, you, 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 you become a carrier, a carrier of the blessing. The same way in Matthew 10, 13, the Bible, Jesus was speaking and he said that if you come into a place and that place is worthy of your peace, that you can leave your peace there. If you discover it's not worthy of it, you, you can carry your peace and go and leave. The same way you can walk into a building and you come with your blessing. You can walk into a business and you've come with the blessing. That business begins to do well because you are there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you must understand this. It's like a force field. It disables every person who has a curse operating in their lives when they are around you. You walk into the place, if people have curses operating in their lives because you have walked in, it disables all of their curses. They'll begin to experience good because of you. When you walk away, they'll say, ah, what happened? Now, you can choose to leave your blessing there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ah, ah, can you shout, I am blessed? You can choose to leave your blessing there. Ah, you can choose to carry your blessing and go. (laughs) I discovered something very weird started happening to me. When I got conscious of what I'm sharing with you, 
I discovered that I walk into a shop, right? And if there was no customer there, once I walk into the shop, customers will just start coming. Initially, I used to get upset because the guy will get so, because he's not seeing customers all day. So when customers are coming, he's trying to attend to all the customers at the same time. Then, of course, they ignore you for a while because you are the first one that came in. You know, I, I don't know if it's happened to you before. But now I don't get upset anymore. I laugh because once I walk in, I, yesterday, I went somewhere and I told the guy who had the shop, I said, you know, I said, I bring customers. He said, hey, what do you mean? I said, don't worry, wait. Before I finished speaking, two people walked in. Two people walked in. And he just he said, after I left, ah, okay, I understand that you bring customers. I said, yes, I bring customers. He did not understand what I was saying. Because I come with a blessing. Do you understand? You see, when I'm entering it, now, my work entails me flying a lot. When I enter into a plane, I have come with a blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've come. If the plane is moving top of the I just, I just, you know, because I have come with the blessing. I'm a carrier of the blessing. Ah, shout, I am blessed. Shout, I am blessed. You see, the blessing is upon our lives. By virtue of salvation, we are blessed. That's what Pastor has been trying to talk to us about. We are blessed. But you see, we need to grow in the blessing. You see, you can grow. Remember I said it's like a force field? So you can expand your force field. You can expand your force field. That you can, at the point you enter into a community, that whole community is blessed because of you. <laughs> ah. I said there is a house. That the house is a haunted house. And you want to live there. He wants you move in. Everything happening in that house wrongly checks out. Why? Because you carry something. We are not empty. You must understand that you are not like every other human being. Ah, ah. You see, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Ah. It says the first Adam was made a living soul. He says, but the last Adam, talking about the person, Jesus Christ, who we are after his order, was made a what? A quickening spirit. Now, let me explain that to you. Amplified version, please. If you have the Amplified. Now, read this in the Amplified. <laughs> he says, so it is written in scripture. <laughs> the first man, Adam, became a living soul, an individual. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit that means you have the ability to give life because you are after the order of the last adam you can give life this should not die around you <sighs> there is no business i have worked in <laughs> that has not experienced growth if things start going bad once i walk in you know it can experience turbulence but there's only one direction up it is our story it is our story it is our story how can you grow in the blessing two things as i round up number one be conscious about it <laughs> be conscious be conscious about it when you walk into a place understand be conscious that i carry the blessing I am not ordinary. 
my own case is different. Be conscious about it. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 19, we read the very funny of story, rather, of the seven sons of Sceva. Acts 19, 13 to 16. The Bible says that these seven sons of Sceva, you know, if you understand exorcism, right? So, I mean, it says certain Jews, right, who were exorcists. Their father was a high priest of exorcism. Now, the Bible tells us that these guys saw a guy who was demon-possessed and they came to him and said, we adjure you in the name of Paul, of Christ, rather, that Paul preached. <laughs> and the demon asked, next verse, he says, next verse, he says, I know and recognize, can you go back to the King James? I know and recognize Jesus. I like the way the King James says, hey, Jesus, I know. <laughs> Paul, I know. Who are you? You see, now listen. I know that we've always heard people say that the demon began to beat them immediately. He asked this question. The demon waited for an answer. They had no answer. He said, okay, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? If the seven sons of Sceva had said, <laughs> I am the child of the Most High God. Do you know the demon that said, okay, I, I, you know who you are. The demons are always asking this question, who are you? They are checking out if you know who you are. Life is always asking the same question. <laughs> asking who are Do you know who you are? And if you don't know who you are, life will deal with you. Ah, he says, who are you? When they had no answer, then they will say, okay, these ones are praying. Oh yeah dealt with them and the bible says they ran away naked ah, question are you conscious you carry the blessing or do you think you are like every other person out there if you are then what is the advantage of being saved what is the advantage of following jesus if everything that can happen to everybody can happen to you you see salvation is not only to get to heaven <laughs> The moment you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are going to heaven. You can live a life that is full of victory. You can live a life of dominion. You can live a life that every other thing bows before you. Who are you? Be conscious that you are blessed. Shout it again, I am blessed. Ah, it is not luck. You are blessed. Ah, you are blessed. Every, every service pastor ends the service by saying that the Lord bless you. The Lord makes his face to shine upon you. You think those things are ordinary? You think he's just talking? Ah! Shout, I am blessed. You're releasing an album. You're a singer. Understand that this album is blessed. <laughs> you are acting. Understand that I am blessed. My own case will be different. If they decide not to promote anybody else in the office they will promote me <laughs> because i am blessed second way to grow and walk in the blessing proverbs chapter 28 verse 20 proverbs 28 20 the bible says the faithful man did i say proverbs 28 20 good a faithful man shall abound with blessings. 
He that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Faithfulness. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. Meaning that if you understand and apply yourself to faithfulness, you would abound with blessings. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness is consistency. Not hot today, cold tomorrow. He says a faithful man would abound with blessings. Faithfulness to what? I, I want to just dwell on three things as I round up. Faithfulness with meditating on God's word. You must be faithful in meditating on God's word. You see, the Bible tells us in the book of Psalms 1, from verses 1 to 3, says that blessed is the man. That's where he starts. That's um, Blessed is the man. I like the way the Amplified puts it. He says, happy, fortunate. People will think it is luck. <laughs> but it's a spiritual force. He says, blessed is the man. Prosperous, favored by God. Is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following the advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers. Ridiculous. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. In that law does he meditate day and night. Meditating on God's word. You see, as you meditate on God's word faithfully, your mindset and your motives begin to change. Your mindset, you begin to think like God. You begin to think like God. Say, the things that are not permitted to enter into the life of God becomes far away from you. I usually tell people that the devil's most powerful weapon is the power of suggestion. That's his most powerful weapon. Power of suggestion. He comes to you and begins to whisper to you and tell you, are you sure that things will work out right? Are you sure? And it looks like yourself thinking, he says, hey, are you sure that your life will not continue like this? Are you sure? He's suggesting. And he's waiting for you to accept it or to reject it. But you see, the way you can reject it is by having a higher thought. And that higher thought comes from meditating on God's word. Do you understand? You see, as you begin to meditate on God's word, you are able to fight the attacks of the devil, the mental attacks of the devil. You begin to think like God. It is only the thing that God's word has said belongs to you that you begin to see come to you. Because you see, your mindset determines the realities of your life. You must understand that. So meditating on God's word is not, is not, is not an option. Can you give me a seat, sir? Just any of the seats. I want to show you something. You see, as you meditate on God's word, it begins to correct your motives. You know, people think that people think that the fact that somebody is doing something good to you does not necessarily mean that the person means you well. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, I think verse 3, it says, if I give my body to be burned, and I give all my goods to be poor, and I have no love, how do you give your body to be burned? <laughs> and give all your goods to the poor, and not have love? That means it's possible. The question is, what was the motive? I can be doing you good, but the truth is that I'm doing it for myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
But as you meditate on God, He corrects all that motive. So you sit down. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. This is how you meditate. You say, and you can do it in the car. You can do it on your way back from work. Why everybody's making noise? Just, just maintain an attitude of quietness. 1 Corinthians 2, 14. He says, now thanks be unto God. Say, ah, that means what I am about to read would cause me to give thanks unto God. He says, thanks be unto God. Who causes us to triumph? Ah, say, he causes us to triumph. He causes us to triumph. 2 Corinthians 2.14 He causes us to triumph. Always. That means that the victory Christ has bought for me is a victory that guarantees my triumph always. Ah, I am a victor. Mm, I am a victor. That's what Christ has done for me. I am a victor. And he says he makes manifest the savour, the fragrance of his knowledge by me in every place that means god wants to display who he is through my life are you understanding what i'm saying he can't be displaying who he is by me being poor he can't be displaying who he is by me being in lack and as you meditate on that you meditate on that you leave that place and say ah thanks be unto god ah father thank you because i have abundance father thank you because i'm a victor father thank you because i am triumphant father thank you because i am a tool use me to show the world who you are ah that is meditation when the devil comes and says to you are you sure you are going to get you say ah i'm a victor i have gotten it i'm not trying to get it do you understand what i'm saying meditating on god's word the last is being faithful being faithful in speaking God's word. You know, pastor said in the excerpt we watched earlier in the morning, he says, your mouth is powerful. Being faithful in speaking God. Some of us, what we say over ourselves and about ourselves are the things that the devil is saying about us. I'm a failure. I get angry. When I get angry, nobody can come near me. You know, I always know things do not always work right for me. Ah, things are looking too good. It's looking too good. Uh Wait, wait. A bad thing is coming. How do you say that about yourself? Be faithful in sticking to God's word. Say what the word has said about you. Yes. But you know, you can't say what you don't know. That's why you must first of all study it and meditate on it. Then you say it. You say it. The blessing is voice activated. The blessing. How did man get into a curse in Genesis? Gee, that's why God asked, who told you? Because it was voice activated. The devil began to have a conversation. They believed it and they said it. So it happened. How do you walk in the blessing? Meditate on God's word and say it. Say it. Say God's word. Say God's word. Shout, I am blessed. And... As I round up, do God's word. What has God's word said you should do? Do it. Do it. Come to church. Come to church. Do it. Tight. Do it. Give. He says in his word, do it. As you do, you'll be walking in a blessing that people would not be able to understand. I want you to shout again, I am blessed. I want you to say out loud, I am blessed. It is not luck. 
I am blessed. I walk in the blessing. Can you jump on your feet this morning shouting, I walk in the blessing. I walk in the blessing. I am blessed. I am blessed. I walk in the blessing. It is not luck. I am blessed. My life goes upward. And upward only. My life is a story that when men read, they will know that a mighty God is at work in my life. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.